0: I feel like before this scholarship, I didn't know that there was other things other than doing your four courses and getting your degree done in three years. Like I was like, eh, you you do full time and you finish your course as quick as you can and then you work. And, and that's like the mentality I had until like I started like looking at these other things. And so she said, she said, they're not so... I'm paraphrasing here, I'm not sure if this is exactly what she said, but it was along the lines of they're not so worried about your past and what like you have done. They're excited and interested in what you will do and what you plan to do. And I was like, amazing. I have so many things that I want to do. Like, and I was like, so thankful that I found that like just a tiny little thing. I, maybe you even interviewed her for it. I'm not sure. Um, But it was just like on an NCP page where yep. of
1: the past scholars yeah good and welcome to the ncp journeys podcast my name is rob maliki i'm your host thank you for your company today and welcome back to another episode and in today's episode we're talking with cedar who is a ncp scholar who's early in her journey this interview this conversation focuses a lot on the early part of the ncp journey and that's going to be incredibly valuable for people who uh, only just going into that, if you're going into the application and interview process, you're going to get a lot of value out of this conversation. Cedar talks a lot about her chosen destinations, about Japan and Fiji, and her interests in focusing on the cultural aspects of health, and particularly preventative health. For those of you who don't know it, this is about like lifestyle things that we can do to live better, healthier lives and there are some fairly significant discrepancies between the way that preventative health is um, undertaken in both Japan and Fiji so Sita's got a really interesting experience ahead of her. We dive in deep on the application and interview process and there are some incredible tips in here that will help you prepare for your application and your interview and Sita is uh, a very generous guest sharing a lot of tips and advice that are going to help People to make that process a little bit less stressful and a little bit easier. Without further ado, please enjoy this conversation with Cedar Lett. I'm coming to you today from the Gagor lands here in Sydney, and my guest today is Cedar Lett from Griffith University. Thanks for joining me, Cedar. I'm really looking forward to this conversation because um, I get the feeling you're somebody that likes to follow your nose quite a bit.
0: My name's Cedar Lett. Yes. I- study at Griffith University. And my degree is a Bachelor of Science majoring in clinical sciences.
1: How did you how did you end up at at Griffith Uni and, and doing clinical science?
0: So like, in high school, I guess I was like, I'm doing medicine, like, that's it. Uh, That's my path. Sounds fun. I'm, I'm really interested in the human body and like I love learning about it. And so I get that in my degree, which is great. But then I guess like, obviously it's very hard to get into medicine, first of all. And I probably was quite relaxed about studying in high school (laughs) so that may that maybe stopped my path a bit but i guess we'll see in the future i'm still like not a hundred percent i feel like lots of things kind of alter your trajectory on the way you can't know where you're going to end up you can start a degree and then end up anyway you know i kind of was like yeah i'm going to do medicine and then that wasn't i guess like looking like it was going to be (laughs) exactly what i ended up in so i started I started looking at like biomed and things like that, and then I actually got like offers for biomed, and and then I also this was like kind of one of my like oh, I'll just like put in for this because it sounds good and it's it offers me a bit of a broader kind of experience, I guess, and education on things like it's not like just human body, I guess it's like m- more broadly science, bachelor of science. So, so you
1: um, like for clarity, you're you're doing the bachelor of science in clinical science, is that right?
0: Yeah. Yes, yeah, so my major is just in clinical science. So I did like I guess in the oh, cool. first and then like partway through second year I was I was doing like kind of broader things that didn't weren't like just human based, which I like, which was nice. It it was good to kind of get that like broader
1: experience. Yeah. For those who are watching that haven't heard of the new Colombo plan, um what is it?
0: A very exciting and is in- such an incredible opportunity. I before like the beginning of last year i had no idea that things like this even existed like i remember being introduced to it and being like blown away that there's such a thing as the new colombo plan so um basically what it is is you go through a big long application process and then you if you're selected you can choose a country in i guess you choose it before you're selected but you you choose a country in the indo pacific where you can study intern learn the language and just like learn and i get i think one of the most important things that they kind of highlight about going over there is that you immerse yourself in the culture and are like learning as much as you can and like really like yeah just immersing yourself and experiencing everything that you possibly can in whichever you can choose more than one country so i'm going to japan and fiji Oh. So just so, so exciting! I can't believe it. Such good places. Yeah, just learning as much as you can and really experiencing the people, the culture, the food. I'm very excited about that.
1: So an awesome, an awesome Australian government scholarship program for Australian students.
0: Yeah,
1: um, like 19 months off yeah. studying, yeah. interning, language learning in the region, building connections, making friends. Yeah. Um, interesting Japan and Fiji once again a unique combination
0: yeah it is kind of random I think the the reason the, the reason is like that they kind of give contrasting perspectives of like health I think in going to Fiji I guess I'm kind of looking at like what what everyone's kind of striving to be with the like with a general like really low obesity and diabetes kind of rates and then also like such such high longevity like these people are living so long. Um, which like, I guess like a a fair few first world countries, but Japan is just like one of those ones where it's like, wow, especially Okinawa. Hopefully I'm hoping to do an internship there. That would be awesome. So hopefully, um, I can go there, but yeah. And then I guess, so like going to Japan, let me just say like the, the outline of my program is to kind of look at how, culture is incorporated in preventative health so like why these people and like whether or not it's a cultural impact and what sort of goes into like having such a high health health outcomes that these like the Japanese people are achieving I guess and like just seeing what what are the contributing factors to that and then in Fiji I guess because they have like quite high rates of obesity and diabetes and things like that and cardiovascular disease these sorts of things that also a lot of Australian Indigenous people suffer with so I guess I'm kind of like hoping to contrast the two and look at like the look at whether or not like it's cultural and how like Mm. we can kind of incorporate culture so that maybe in preventative health the it's like because I feel like it's very much like westernized like preventative health it's like eat eat these certain things and make sure you're doing this kind of exercise every day like whereas if you can kind of incorporate culture and things like that in like um tradition and incorporate those into maybe like information preventive health information it might be able to um have a bigger impact and make a like a better change in people's lives sort of thing
1: yeah i completely get it i mean culture is almost like an overarching structure that governs mm. a lot of our lives. Yeah. And so some of those health you're 100% right like some of those health outcomes are almost predestined mm. just based on where you're born. I mean yeah, obviously so it can be adapted but but that cultural framework is so strong. What a great topic. Let's get into the weeds. How did you craft that program?
0: It was hard. Like I I remember cuz like Victoria contacted me kind of out of the blue she was like hey it was just really right time right place I guess I actually missed her call it was in the holidays the Christmas holidays of last year so 20 like between 2021 and 2022 she called me and I was like oh miss call Victoria what's this like she just wants to talk to me talk to me about scholarships like random whatever but I like my, I was like oh yeah i'll probably call her back and then my mom was like do it right now and i was like oh okay and then so i called her back and um she was like hi i want to talk to you about some scholarships Do do you have any time to meet up in the next few weeks and like i was going back up to the gold coast and i was like yeah and so we met at the hoda which is home of the arts in the gold coast and we like spoke a little bit about it she introduced it to me i think it was in I think this was in maybe February or March and she mm. was telling me she was like oh so there's she was like writing down on her notes and she was like so there's this other one it's called the new Colombo plan and she like gave me the little rundown of what it is like amazing government scholarship where you get to live and work overseas
1: you <laughs> like that one <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> and I was like and I was like oh yeah like and she was like yeah for up to 19 months and I was like Mm, that's long that is long I'm gonna have to think about this but like obviously I'm doing it I would be crazy not to so I was kind of like ended up she was like oh you want to come to like you want to talk about it a bit more I went to Nathan because that's where she worked and she was like okay Cedar tell me about you tell me about what why should you go on this what are you interested in what's your passion and that is like I feel like that's a really hard question to answer if you're asked it out of the blue. Like, I guess maybe I've gotten better at it since since the beginning of all of this. You have to kind of. I feel like since then, people have asked me that so much, and and you have to. It's like helped me to be able to answer that. I guess it's still like kind of a shocking question, and I'm like, ah, how do I answer? But she was like, she was like, yeah, okay, so tell me. And I was like, just talking, and I was like, oh yeah, telling her different things. And then she was like, what What do you think makes you light up? And things like this. And I. I was like talking about i guess preventive health and like women's health marginalized people i was like these people are the ones who need the most help indigenous people and she was like she was like okay that's where i saw you light up i think that's your passion let's run with that and i was like yeah okay yeah it is like it kind of like she helped me realize it which was awesome so then um i like i guess that i think that that's a such an important part in preparing you have to like for, for the application and like you you have to know what like why you why what's interesting about you what do you love because that's what you're going to be able to talk about and like connect with and I think this scholarship because it's like such an amazing thing you really have to like connect with it and like and I think like they want to be able to see that you're excited about it and passionate about it in those interview and like applications so yeah, I think that was, like, such an important part in making sure that I was, like, ready for writing the application and doing the interview and things like
1: that. But What what advice would you have for somebody that maybe hasn't found those things that really light them up yet or doesn't know how to express it?
0: I Victoria got me to do a just write out, whatever. So, like, start with, like, an initial thought. What do I care about? And then just like have your have your pen, have your paper, and then write it out, write out whatever sentence comes into your head. And then maybe you don't even finish that sentence and you start thinking about a new thing, write that down. And then what she got me to do was kind of talk about it and have if you can, um, maybe if you have like a mentor or someone at the uni, get them to like just like observe you talking about it and then see, because I think people like we're we're like built to pick up on these like these unsaid reactions in people so like if if the if they can watch you and you're talking about something and you're like and you're like oh and and this and and you can they can see you're getting excited then i think that's that's maybe a good way but i don't know if you if you
1: so pause it i reckon that that's utter gold what you've just said so so just to pause on pause on that so if and maybe let me just talk talk through it if if i were someone and like i was interested in a lot of things i'm into a lot of things but i really don't really know what really lights me up the exercise i could do would be to do like a stream of consciousness right oh, yes yes that's what i think
0: um
1: starting off just by thinking about something i enjoy i enjoy bike riding As yes. i'm writing about what i enjoy about bike riding and then when a new thought comes into my mind um I immediately stop writing about bike riding and I start writing about um, writing and then I start writing about trail running and then whatever else goes on. Yes. And um, I set a timer, so let's say like three minutes or five minutes where you yes. just write, 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 mm-hmm. write for five minutes. And at the end of that, what I do is I would take that piece of paper, I would find a, a friend, probably not fa- family. Family is a bit close, but maybe a friend mm-hmm. or someone like that. Yeah. Um, Because the one thing I believe is like, you know, Families are amazing if you've got a good family.
0: Yeah, but they also
1: have their biases. Yeah, yeah they're, The way they perceive you to be, so yeah. better off to find someone that you trust who's independent, like yeah. somebody at the university, a lecturer, or a good friend that that maybe knows you but doesn't. Yeah. Anyway, and then I would like talk to yeah. them about those Definitely. different items, like literally just have a conversation, and their job is just to say why. Yeah. yeah why do you like that why this yes why yeah like
0: and then that? see what you can talk about see what and you see what are going, oh, you're oh and and also this and this and this what and... a great
1: exercise i love that yeah it was yeah. really it was good
0: Really awesome good yeah the,
1: the other the other thing that i like to think for the, for those people that that don't know what they're really passionate about is to think about um because you've got the things that you do like the things that you're already doing but then there's also the the kind of the hole that you're trying to fill. I call it the problem you're trying to solve. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you stop and think about it, for some people, that they're, they're kind of not really sure about what they really passionate about or where they want to end up. That's okay. To me, like, the other side of that can be, like, what's the problem that you want to solve? Um, so for me at the moment, uh, it's about helping young people to take that next step. To me, it's a huge challenge to decide what the next step in their life yeah. will be. So the problem I want to solve is to make that process easier for young people. Yeah. And out of that flows a whole lot of logical next steps and things that I could, you know, avenues that I could take. So if you're not sure how to define yourself by your passions, it's fine. But then think about how you can define yourself by the problem that you want to solve in the world. That's also very compelling.
0: Yes, absolutely. Maybe more so.
1: Perhaps more so. Like I, I, really, I honestly believe, and I've I've got a whole video series coming out on this, um, which is around how to use that thought process in interviews. Um, and so, for if you're watching this video as an, a potential new Combo Plan student, <laughs> then good chance you'll already have some content in in that NCP um, prep course that I've done, um, talking about defining yourself by the problem you want to solve.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh! I actually wanted to. I because like I was so I I kind of felt like when Victoria was telling me like you're a good candidate city you should like go for it and it's a long process you you're like sometimes when you're researching for reasons why you should go to a certain country you're like oh I just like I I don't know is it worth it what if I don't even get it why am I doing this first of all the experience doing the application and the interview even if you don't get it awesome experience even if I didn't get it I would be happy that I got to like go through like doing a panel interview. How many people at like 21 have done a panel interview? So
1: particularly with like ex-ambassadors and
0: oh my God, yes. So you know, like and they're league. sitting there and they're like, now, congratulations, first of all. Now let's get to business. And they like start and they're all very serious. Um so that was in itself a good experience. But I was like, oh like imposter syndrome. Definitely I was feeling oh, that I'm not going to get this. Like that's crazy. I was talking to other people who were kind of going for it because Griffith they're quite good they like we work together I guess and like support each other through it which was so nice um but I remember like looking looking up like studying for the interview and application and things like that kind of seeing like past scholars experiences this one girl I wrote her down Bethany Hoskins oh yeah no yes she said I remember reading it and I was like oh, my God, like, thank you so much for writing this because everyone else is, like, I feel like before this scholarship, I didn't know that there was other things other than doing your four courses and getting your degree done in three years. Like, I was, like, you you do full-time and you finish your course as quick as you can and then you work. And, and that's, like, the mentality I had until, like, I started, like, looking at these other things. And so she said, she said, they're not so – I'm paraphrasing here I'm not sure if this is exactly what she said but it was along the lines of they're not so worried about your past and what like you have done they're excited and interested in what you will do and what you plan to do and I was like amazing I have so many things that I want to do like and I was like so thankful that I found that like just a tiny little thing I maybe you even interviewed her for it I'm not sure um but it was just like on an NCP page where of the past scholars yeah and like seeing that it made me feel so much better um and like like more more of a sense of a belonging I guess and like reason to do it I was like no I can do this and (laughs) yes
1: so let's get let's get really deep in the weeds so you've gone through the application process that in itself is a lot of work um deciding on your program etc what then happened So you submit your application, silence for some time, and Mm. then, and then. So like details, what happened next?
0: Yeah, so I, I was waiting, I was like so nervous okay yeah so you you submit the application which i guess maybe if you've been you've that's a long process in itself (laughs) writing that and like trying to i guess like be able to allow your personality to shine through a bit a, a bit i think is like quite important in the application so you've like gone through this whole process maybe you've done a draft you've had people read over it you're like nervous you're like oh will i get the interview is my application good enough you send it And then i remember i was actually working at the time that i got the interview i mean yeah got the interview offer and it was at the random it was like it was like 7 13 pm when i got the when i got the email and i like got it and i was like i like felt my phone buzz whatever i checked it because i was about to finish work and i was like oh what like what and then it said like ncp and i opened it up and it was like it had like that little congratulations with a little and i was like oh my god and I cried at work and my manager was like are you okay and I was like I had to tell her about it and then she was like oh so you're not going to be working like next year for a bit of it and I was like oh I mean I mean I've I've still got the interview to go I might not get it and she was like oh okay just let me ha- know how it goes all this and I was like yeah yeah no I will like oh yeah <laughs> um so that was like
1: oh. that's such a good story yeah, yeah. she
0: was like oh okay yeah let me know and I was like she was excited for me though. She thought it was awesome. But yeah, so then I guess you get the interview and they're like, we'll let you know when you can book. And they they say in the email, like, oh, pick your time, whatever. And then I think they send another one. I don't think it's in that initial email, the booking time. Yeah, and then so you get to choose it and it's like got all the information. And then, yeah, I guess you got to start prepping for the interview. Which I'd done a little bit beforehand, but I guess I was like, oh, don't do too much. What if you don't get it? Like, <laughs> I had done a bit though. They definitely, um, Victoria was like, no, like prepare because what if, like, you want to be as prepared as possible? So, yeah, I just like m- m- tried to get in contact with like other sc- past scholars, I guess, and be like, oh, any advice? If, with Griffith, they actually like gave us, they um, introduced us to a few. Like, we did a Zoom call with like one or two past scholars and they, gave us like tips and things like that. And then they were like, yeah, watch Rob's videos. <laughs> like that was, <laughs> so we like all had watched them, I'm sure. And, and yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's how it went. It was very it was
1: online. So, and so this is a change from when I first filmed that content. You're a 2023 scholar mm-hmm. and your interviews were all done online.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if we're the first year, maybe.
1: During COVID, they definitely did the interviews online.
0: They did. Yeah. Okay. Um, right.
1: At a time, at time of filming, not sure whether they will resume in person interviews. Yeah. But either way, if you're starting to think ahead, then be aware it might be done virtually. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which was like fine, I guess. Um, some of the advice from the previous scholars where they they had done it in person, so they were like saying like, oh, like when you go in, firm handshake and and things like that, eye contact, which um, which like you do try and do. Well, virtually but obviously it's not like quite as like it. it's kind of hard to I think virtually sometimes let like so much of your like calm confidence show which like I think they want to see or at all they're like it's 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 important to try and be calm and confident I guess <laughs> yeah. I was so nervous but I tried to pretend
1: It's <laughs> okay to be nervous it's yeah okay it's okay to, to have those nerves
0: yeah just fake it till you make it I like <laughs> I was like I had my camera up and I was like pretending that I was saying it to the people, which is so weird. It feels very weird to, like, answer these questions to, like, the camera, but I think it was really That's good. So in
1: good. Yeah, yeah. You've and- really got to look into the camera. Yeah. A um, this- cu- couple of tips. I mean, I do have a video in there about doing remote remote interviews, but a few other things to remember. If if this persists with it being online and yeah. you getting to choose your slot, the research shows you're more likely to see, succeed at an interview if you are early in the day so be early in the day if you've got a choice of choosing like a a 9am
0: oh absolutely um,
1: or 9 30 people are fresh Mm. do it alternatively if there's something like immediately after a break whether it's a morning tea break or after a lunch break is 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 good too because people are refreshed or last like dead freaking last yeah so there's going to be massive competition from everybody who ends up watching these videos and others <laughs> going to those slots. But it statistically, it makes a difference. Yeah. Um, these panels are very good. They are briefed to consider those kind of biases, but they're very hard to overcome as yes. human beings. It's so, like
0: whether or not you're fresh and ready to listen, I guess. Like you can't even if you're explained that it's hard to like overcome that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, so I had
0: mine. At, I think the earliest one. I think it was like nine forty-five. So perfect. maybe, maybe that's the secret to success. <laughs>
1: it helps statistically. Yeah. Statistically, it it helps. Yeah. And in in this process, you're literally up against very, very good candidates. Oh, um, yes. So, definitely. so, so any kind of advantage that you can get like that, you, you should try to take. Yeah. So if they tell you that interview selection will open at a certain time. Like you just got to be, be there. Waiting really? there. Yeah. Click yeah. <laughs> on that link. Don't don't hesitate. Don't even think. Move your whole life around to get yeah. the 945 slot because it yeah. literally could be the difference. Cool. And then any any tips like about so tell me about how that video interview unfolded. I'm conscious of time too. Um
0: yeah, yeah no, that's
1: all right. But do, do you recall the exact questions that they asked you?
0: just they were they were around the criteria i remember there was two curveball questions Mm -hmm. um the one to do with resilience they asked i'm gonna try and try and say what it is i'm not sure if this is these are the exact words but it was something like in the event of a flood or a like any any type of natural disaster like an earthquake which is common in japan they were like what what are you first of all what are you doing who are you contacting, and how how are you going to show resilience in that scenario? And so, like, you, I think most people will have like pretty prepared answers, like you know, kind of the sorts of things you've got to go over. And then, I think by them throwing in those kinds of questions, you're like, ah, well, oh no, my my like structure isn't exactly to that. But maybe maybe they're like trying to test whether or not you can think quickly on your feet and kind of change your answer. But how I answered was that. You you like talk a bit about, I guess, like like what the authorities tell you to do, get in contact with your case manager, that that sort of thing. But then you kind of what I tried to do was like say, from past experiences, yeah. I have built resilience. I will give you examples of those and this will allow me to like overcome whatever issue is is occurring in in country if that were to happen. So yeah, I think maybe that was like a well i guess maybe it was a good way to approach it That sounds like bragging but yeah, yeah i think like just like try and be confident in your answers and your experience that you've prepared like you've prepared you got the interview so you've got that far you like you know that they're interested you just need to convince them so like yeah just try and spin it however you can answer it based on what you have because and and if that were to happen that like um made you think of an experience you can add that in and say oh actually i have another example and you can you can let them know that and then i remember the last question was also a bit of a curveball it was about um oh it was the one to do with um the what strategic outcomes ncp like how you will contribute to the strategic outcomes i think that's mm-hmm. something like that yeah and they said it i was not expecting it they said like upon return from your program you go and meet the vice chancellor of your uni, how are you going to express, you know, how, how are you going to explain to them that you built connections, um, immersed yourself in the culture and um, were, were able to like be successful on your NCP journey? And I was like, <laughs> I can't exactly remember what I said I think one of the things I am excited about now that I'm a scholar is that I'm going to be able to help like people might contact me next year who want to be able to do the scholarship and I'll be able to like give them advice and things and like help them prepare and give them tips that's that's very exciting to me so that was like something that I talked about in like how I'm going to try and contribute to the outcomes by like help raise the next generation of scholars or whatever. I think like that question's hard to answer. It, it, that, that was a hard one for me anyway.
1: It sounds from what you're saying that they're using more situational style questions, behavioral yeah. questions, whereas in the past it was a bit more a, a bit more about your experience and what have you where there it's sort of like trying to put you in a situation and having you explain dynamically yeah. explain what how you would respond to a particular situation so it's a type of interview question oh, so yeah. for those people who are and so some of my videos you will have seen that content talk much more um about you know like explain how you you know you have developed your resilience it's more yeah. like you're explaining it whereas a situational mm. question is is like you're you're saying mm. there's been an earthquake yeah The building is literally cracked and crumbling
0: <laughs> what are you going to do yeah, yeah, it's
1: yeah. The same question. It's the same resilience question, but mm. just put into the context of a situation. So if you're preparing for the interviews, whatever those selection criteria are, go to the internet and search for you know situational interview question on resilience, situational in- <laughs> interview question on leadership. Leadership, yeah, and yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll see examples of them, and then you can prepare accordingly, ready to drop yourself into a situation. So that's, that it's a better interviewing technique. You, you mm. actually dig more under the surface of people, so I'm glad to see that they've incorporated that. Yeah. I wish you all the best for the new Colombo Plan program. It sounds incredible. I look forward to <laughs> following up with you in two years' time to see how it ended up.
0: Oh, I know. That's crazy. I can't believe it. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Thanks for joining me on the NCP Journeys podcast. It was great talking with Cedar as part of the podcast. And if you've got a story, if you are part of the NCP Scholar community, you have a story you'd love to share, I'd love to hear from you. Hit me up by email, rob at globalsociety.com.au. That's rob at globalsociety.com.au. Because this is your podcast. This is your community. And every interview that we have here on the podcast is an opportunity for you, to learn about another scholar and that's potentially somebody who's going to change your life. Maybe that person is going to be the connection that you need to take your career to the next level, to take an idea, a project, an initiative to the next level. And so that's why this podcast and this community is just so valuable, not only for you, but for all of Australia and the Indo-Pacific region. So make sure you reach out, get in touch. And if you enjoyed this episode with Cedar then please hit the subscribe button or follow the show on whichever podcast app you use. That just helps more people in the community to connect with the show. Thanks again for your company and I look forward to joining you again in the next episode of NCP Journeys. Have yourself an awesome day.